I'm Taylor Stafford, and this is Talk Taboo. Yeah! Come on over! We ask a lot of people if they like their ass or touch. <laughs> we really are breaking down stigmas. <laughs> it's everything sex. Hello. Gosh, I don't know why this mic is so weird right now. Shocker. Can't figure things out. It's fine. Um, welcome to another episode of Talk Taboo with Taylor. I am Taylor. We are breaking down, let's see, this episode, more like social stigmas, relationship stigmas today. (laughs) So this episode, I had Shakia on. She is a mental health specialist at my work, um, This was a really long episode because she's the bomb and we got pretty intoxicated by the end. Um, But we talked about a range of topics. And so I have split this episode into two parts. So because this part is the longer episode, I am going to save the whole intro. So I'm going to save my healing human and updates and news and all of that for the beginning of part two. Um, And this episode... We really go into relationship gaslighting, what that looks like, um, how, oh my gosh, it can happen to anyone, uh, how it led Shakia to being a single mom of a very, very cute two-year-old. She is also a partially black woman. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what she says. Um, Partially black women. And we talk about what that has looked like in her life and making her into the person that she is today. Um, Yeah, so we just really get into her life stories. I learned so much from her. I've asked her some questions about racism and, gosh, just about questions about people of color that maybe I really wouldn't, we wouldn't ask people because they're uncomfortable. Um, But Shakia is all about educating all about having these open conversations. So I'm really thankful that she came on to talk about this, not only with me, but for our viewers and listeners so that we can learn as well. Um, So yes, that is this episode. And then next one, we will go over all of the sex things and all the fun stuff. So here is Shakia. Oh, wait. I think I should at least say this. Um, If you want to submit any anonymous questions, go to womanagainsttaboo.org. God, what is my brain today? Go to womanagainsttaboo.org under the education podcast tab. Scroll all the way down and it's right there. Um, Or you can DM me directly on Instagram at I am Taylor Stafford or at the Watt email at or at the Watt Instagram at woman.against.taboo or email us directly at womanagainsttaboo at yahoo.com. All right, that is it for for today. Welcome, Shakia, to the podcast. And welcome our studio audience today. I know. Clap now. Applause now. Ooh. I bet they don't do it anymore, but one time I went on... What is it called? The Great Northwest or something? It's one of those little talk shows that they do in the morning, and you can just be a live audience. I went with Katie, my friend Katie. Oh, <laughs> she loves doing that, and they give you like gifts and Katie. shit. Help. Do you, you actually want... need help? Uh, I you 
Taylor, are you strictly into men? Um, no, I definitely dabble in women. Dabble, but you I like, like dip your foot in the lady pond. I'm like a muscles. Eighty twenty. Okay. Blood line. Okay. That's what I decided. What'd you just say? Eighty twenty. I'm like an eighty twenty. Most of the time, men, but can oh. dabble in women. Eighty twenty. Take a little dip in the lady pond, right, Jack Daddy? In the lady pond. Sex is always better with girls. <laughs> I know nothing about no kind of sex with girls. <laughs> Do you want me to put recording? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We recording, babe. Great. This thing, why does it sound like it's on fire? <laughs> All right, talking to your mic. Can you hear me? I Is can hear you. <laughs> Is it good? It's good. Okay. I think my headphones are just really loud. Perfect. So fun. Welcome, Shakia. Thanks. To Talk Taboo. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is so fun. I, we're having so much fun already. I love it. We also have a studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Our first studio audience. Yes, that laugh's going to come through. We really are loud. sold out. <laughs> LOL. Sold out. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, Shakia, how do we know each other? From work. From work. from work. She's a mental yeah. health specialist and a bad bitch. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to think that I like put laughing in the background. That's not real. No, that's the live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do any of that. Oh, I didn't even start recording this. Uh -oh. Oops. This one There's too going. much technology, guys. I can't do this all by myself. Um, I'll be your assistant. Yeah, I'll come work for you. Okay. Great, sold. So I, love that. I'll give you some volunteer hours for all your <laughs> like volunteer you like hours. <laughs> <laughs> I need it for my future career. People like to think that they're doing something good and really they're just working for free. For, they're working for free. Sleep labor, I love it. <laughs> Spe Speaking of slave labor, welcome. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to cry today for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <sighs> okay, yeah. so Shakia is a single mom. Can we talk about that first Please. before we get into the nitty gritty? Yeah. Uh, disclosure. I'm like, look super hard on the outside, but I'm a crybaby, so I'm probably... Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I am. So I'm probably going to shed a few tears. But oh, let's my do it. gosh. Especially about my kid, but let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. So what is it like being a single mom? How did this happen? What was the situation yeah I mean I think any situation like you think that you like found this just like perfect amazing person and that's mm -hmm. just not what it turned out to be you yeah. know and you just like it's like it's like it was like a fairy tale thing when I met this person so mm -hmm. I just got out of a long like really shitty relationship mm -hmm. and um, I was like looking maybe not like consciously looking but like subconsciously looking for just something to like make me to make this time that I left that relationship actually be like concrete like I'm actually leaving and we're actually not gonna do this anymore right, right. so I met this person and he like showed me like a fairy tale thing and mm -hmm. it just proved like fairy tales aren't real <laughs> honestly <laughs> and I'm alone here we are <laughs> not a single mom and here we are so wait did he leave when you found out you were pregnant or so he's active duty military mm. and Aren't they supposed to be like committed or something <laughs> hey as soon as i got pregnant i was like stupid i win you're like no wrong fucking wrong um so 
He's also a sociopath, which is part of the reason that I, like, went towards mental health. Oh, like, honestly. actually a sociopath. Like, actually a sociopath. Did you know this when like you started, started dating him? Of course not. He's a sociopath. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. We all are at low He's points in smart, our lives He's a smart man, and he, he fed off of what he knew that he could get in with. And he, like, started off by, like making the sad factor so like i'm an orphan my dad was murdered or my mom was murdered my dad was killed like or my mom was killed in like a drunk driving accident is what Mm -hmm. he told me and um my dad was murdered because he they're like puerto rican he's from miami Mm -hmm. and he's like he was a big like drug dealer and he Mm -hmm. got murdered in that game that was like our first like conversation right like so he played the, like, make you feel bad for him you, card. Yeah, because you are empathetic. And of so course. You, like, and my personality, I'm just like, oh, my God, right? Yeah. And then he does the whole, like, coming in and sweeping you off your feet game where he's like, what can I get for you? And just, like, attending to every little need yes. as if, like, he's actually paying attention, but really it's, like, a whole... Like, like a whole thing in his cool. head. Yeah. Anyone I introduced him to, like, loved him, right? He's, like, very good with people. He's very smart. Well, it's like that's the Ted like, Bundy's of the world. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. He's, that's how you get away with things for so long. It's terrifying, to be honest. After that situation. So I started doing research because I'm like, it's un... Like, it's just not something I've ever seen before. Like, he came and go, came and went a lot. So I met him three years before I got pregnant. Okay. And I was basically the side hoe, and I didn't know that. And he had this other woman who was pregnant when we met, and I never knew that. And then later on, while he was, like, deployed, I found out that she was pregnant. How'd you find out? I, so I went to the base a lot after I first met him, Mm -hmm. and he introduced me to, like, a lot of his friends. And then once he got deployed, his friends told me. Like his friends. Ew! Don't you hate that too? Because you're like, they're all just like sitting here laughing at me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just being like, "Dude, this girl has no idea." This girl's a fucking idiot. Yes, I've been there. I've been the person that's looking at this girl like you're a fucking idiot, and that was me. That's so humiliating. And I'm not an idiot. So I was yeah. like so fucking. Well, it's pissed. mind fucking. He brainwashed. You can me. literally do. It's gaslighting. I mean, over you can literally and do over that to again. anyone. So he played the whole game. Like, I didn't know that you. Um, I didn't know how you would respond to finding out that I had somebody pregnant before we met. It was a yeah, mistake. Yeah, because probably blah, not blah, great. Blah, blah. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, I don't want to judge you for what happened. I, he just, he had me so, like, wrapped, wrapped up. up. And, like, so, like, like, army life is something so crazy. And mm-hmm. it's, like, once you're, like, exposed to it, it's kind of, like, it kind of, like, takes over and you like kind of get like so wrapped up in like that idea because they're so like fast and quick like he we met in December he was deployed in February and gone for three months and by the time he was deployed we were already talking about getting married when he got back like it was like that serious then I find out about this girl pregnant he says it's not what it is blah, blah blah so this went on for like years where he just would only contact me when she they were like fighting or whatever and Mm -hmm. then like it would just kind of, like, diminish or, like, go yeah. away. And so, like, the most recent time, we were, like, actually, like, I thought we were, like, actually in a relationship. We, like, posted it on Facebook. But I, like, told him, like, I want your, because they have a child together, obviously. Right. she was pregnant when I met So him. they were, like, bro- broken up? 
Who knows? But, like, how do you put you on Facebook? Like, what? She just doesn't follow him on so Facebook? So I told him, before we did all of that, I was like, I, I'm, like, a very respectful person. I'm like, I, no matter, like, what she said to me, like, she's the mother of your child, I'll never disrespect her. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not me. So, and so I'm so like, great. I want her to know. Like, I want you to tell her, like, before we post anything on social media, I want you to tell her and I want her to know that, like, we're in this relationship. This right. is a thing. Like, I want her to know I'll treat her son as if they were my own. Like, yeah. I would never... Like, disrespect her. Like, I yeah. want all of these things to be known. Especially in, like, in front of her kid, which exactly. I feel like happens a lot. Exactly. That's a whole nother yeah. topic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's just, that's just not me. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just not, like, built like that. And so we, he says he did. And then we were, like, dating, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he, like, was active duty in Tacoma. And I lived in Bellevue at the time. So he would, like come down to Bellevue where I live and like wake up and leave at like four in the morning in order to like make PT and like he did Mm. that all the time so we like this was like after you know three years of like off and on and him like oh me finding out that his parents weren't dead actually yeah how did you find out holy shit dad might still be dead it's up for debate but mom is definitely (laughs) alive because one of the times that he like ghosted me randomly I like started digging like a psycho woman does Mm -hmm. when you get your heart broken and saw pictures of his mom from like 2016 or 2015 I'm like she's clearly not dead weird fucking person what and I even forgave him after that because he told me like well she was a crackhead what did you want me to do tell you the last time I saw her is when she was in a dope house like again with you're like yes the sad yes and I'm like well my dad is a crackhead too like I feel that and I was that really true I don't know he was just like feeding off of anything I've ever could have just been like an excuse for why he lied about it right it was it's like the whole thing like the more that I think about it I'm just like that shit's that's crazy. Like, you yes. are fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward to, like, we are dating. Mm-hmm. Then one day he calls me and he is like, I need to talk to you. Like, I just found out that I am being, um, like, my next station is going to be in Germany. And, like, mm. I have to leave. Like, I just found out. Like, and by June, this was in probably November of 2017. Mm-hmm. No, no, September of 2017, he found out that he had to report in Germany by June of 2018. Okay. So I was like, I'm not losing you again. Like, whatever. What do we need to do? Get married? Let's fucking do it. Like, whatever. Because if you got married, then he wouldn't be deployed? or Then I'd be a spouse and I could go with. Oh. And that was like the whole... I, know, I knew that there was benefits to being married in the military. I mean, everyone knows that. It's like, oh, they it's get married super early. like but an extra $2,000 a month, and they get, like, shit money in the military, like, trash. Right, like, less right. than minimum wage job if they're just starting out. Right. Okay. And when I met him, he'd been in for, like, a year. So he was, like, yeah. just starting out. Um, but he... So then we, like, had that talk or whatever, and we're like, yeah, whatever. And then he just disappeared again like he normally does. And then I found out I was pregnant. So this was like, boom, I have to go to Germany. Boom, let's get married. Boom, he disappeared. Then I found out I'm pregnant. And so I was like, like called him like, hey, I'm pregnant. And he played the whole like, you don't want to ruin your body because I just lost a bunch of weight. And he knew how much that was. So he did not want the baby. No, he told me to get an abortion. He said, you need to get an abortion. I'm, we're not going to be together. I'm not going to be with you. You're like, like, yeah, all fun and games. So now you're a father. I was like, you have a kid already. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> that's fucking weird. Like, you're the and, whole And, time. like, talk to me about it. Like, yeah. it's not like, I mean, 
you could be open to it, but it's kind of like when he was like, no, you do this. It's almost like, no, you don't get to fucking tell me what to do with my body. And exactly. then all of a sudden you're arguing exactly. instead of like trying to work through this. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm just that. telling you what it is. Like, I don't need you. I don't, none of that. So then after that conversation, I'm like, hey, hey, you're stupid. Uncle Sam's paying me. Like, fucking, <laughs> what do you mean? You're in the military, dumbass, right? So we didn't talk the first six months of my pregnancy. He hits me up when I'm six months pregnant, and he's like, I made a mistake. I want to do this. He's deployed. When he calls me, he's in a different state. He's like, I want to be together. I'm six months pregnant with his child. Beats me right back in. I'm like, yes, please. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. You you have a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's like, the I'm like, bar is I grew up without my dad. I'm like terrified of my daughter to right. like live the same life that right. I like. That made me into this fucked up human that I am now. Oh, just like s- fucked up relationships with yeah, men yeah, all yeah, started yeah, yeah, yeah. because I didn't have an, a right. good foundation from the beginning. Right? right. So I was always terrified of that and he knew that. He knew that. Well and he knew that because he knew that that you were like a good person to do this to. Exactly. He was yeah. like, oh you have this like past history that makes you more exactly. more vulnerable in relationships. Which exactly. even makes it more fucked up. So it was like, I, he, we started talking again. He wanted me to move in with him. I was like weary about it. I didn't really have anywhere to go. I ended up moving in with my mom in like a tiny two bedroom apartment. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to move with him. So he sent me a bunch of money and I got us an apartment. And I moved out to Tacoma in this apartment. And I, it was like the first of the year. And I like, I had just gotten my taxes and I like spent mm-hmm. all my tax money to like set up the whole apartment So like when he got home from deployed deployment, it was like this whole thing Yeah, like this little like welcome home basket like all the corny shit that yeah. the army wife bitches do <laughs> like, I was all game for it. I was prepped ready prepared six months pregnant with this baby so excited He hadn't seen me pregnant had a little oh, belly. Yeah, like, I was like ready for the picture-perfect bullshit that he promised me the night that I met him, right? Yeah, so he comes home. We spend three days in the apartment. We get our marriage certificate because we were going to get married um, to try to make it so that the baby and I could go to Germany with him. Um, he, We were going to get married while he was there. So he gets home. He knew he was going to have to leave again and report to Virginia for training, like sergeant training or some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be home long enough to like actually do a ceremony and like get married because you have to have your marriage certificate for 48 hours before you can get married or 72 hours, something like that. Three or four days or something. Weird. Before you can actually do the ceremony. It's like Why? the law. It's law. No. Like maybe like, are you sure you want to do this yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah, probably? Yeah, yeah. Um. So we went down to the thing. We got our like certificate. We did mm-hmm. all of that. And then he left before we could get married like within actually. a time frame. Yeah. He, like, ended up going to Virginia. He had to leave for Virginia on, like, Sunday. And he would have had to, we wouldn't, the first day we could get married was Monday. So he left on Sunday. And so it was, like, that's shitty. Like, like for, from, for the marriage, for the military? He, he left? left, yeah, to go do okay. sergeant training, like, in Virginia or something. Oh, okay. But he was okay. going to be gone for, like, a month and a half. Okay. Um, and that was in, like, January. And we're, like, we need this to be quick because it takes time for all of the, like, shit to go through for, for us to be able to go to Germany with him in June. Right. It's right? So we, like, have a small, process. yeah, we have a small window. So... We, while he, the three days that he's here, we go to his apartment that he was living at with his first baby's mom. We get all of his stuff. We take it to our apartment. We do all of that stuff. He ends up leaving. He's really weird. Like the day before he leaves, like I had a weird vibe. So then he calls me the next day and he goes like, this isn't what I want. Like, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to do this. Like, this isn't what I want. And I'm like, 
Cool. Well, you know, I'm like six and a half months pregnant. I just moved an hour and a half away from all my family and my friends and anything that I know. Right. I just spent all the money that I have because I haven't been working. Right. And so now what should I do? Like, what do you like? You're like, I have this suggestions. Yeah. In fucking Tacoma. You (laughs) like, I don't have any desire to be here at all. Like, it's sick. Like, I hated being there alone. There's fucking weirdos staring at me. I'm fucking six months pregnant. Like, gross. Leave me alone. Like, I was scared to be there. Right. I lived in that apartment a total of 11 days. Oh, my God. Wait, how did you get out of your... His name was on the lease, not mine. He gave me, like, $800 for the rent. I just took his money, packed up on my shit, and bounced. I was like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah. And I just left. Luckily, he's military, so he can just be like, I got deployed or somewhere else, right. and I can There's break leases, like, nothing. Right. So I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. I took his money, and I just packed up all my shit, and I left. And then I didn't hear from him. I, like, moved in with my friend, who also works at Children's. She's great. I moved in with her for a few months, because I was just like, what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to my mom. Like, I moved out of my yeah. mom's house when I was 16. I was not interested in going back. Yeah. And then, like, I'm a month before I have this baby, and I'm like... I don't really have a choice. Back right. to the two-bedroom apartment I go, like, with yeah. a new fucking baby and, right. like, all the shit. So I go back and hear from him. Then he st- contacts me again right before I give birth, and he, like, says the same shit. I want to be there for her and blah, 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 blah. And FaceTimes us the first 10 days of her life every But wasn't day. there for the birth? No, because he was in Germany already. He yeah. left for Germany June. She was born in July. Okay. So he, like, FaceTimed us and stuff, like, while we were in the hospital and all of okay. that. And then he FaceTimed every day for the first 10 days of her life. And he we made a plan. He was going to send me, like, $500 a month, and we weren't going to get courts involved because it was just doing too much, and right. he was just going to help me out. Right. And then 10 days old, last day he talked to her, I haven't heard from him since, up to, like, a few weeks ago he contacted me over and some dumb shit. How old's your daughter? Two. She and just so turned two. So you haven't talked to him since, like, that first week-ish yep. that she was born? Correct. And what did he say when he hit you up again? He, he's a sociopath. He's crazy. It's like, he hey, said, it's me. He, I'm like, that's my daughter. Hello. No. Girl, no. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no. I was like joking. No. Not how it's my You're daughter. Like, he couldn't even. Nope. 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 No. It was like, go ahead. Whatever you want to say to me. All the horrible, mean things that you want to say. That's what he said. Say it. That's the first thing he said to me. And I said, I don't have anything to say to you. What do you want? Why are you calling me? Well, I want to be in in our daughter's life. I don't want her to wonder where her father was like you wondered where your father was. Like, just playing the fucking card. Because he knew that that's. Again and again and again. And I'm like, she's not fucking worried about you. She doesn't know anything about you. Like, if it's for your own conscience, then you should say that. Like, that would be more realistic. Right. Like,. This would be more a conversation. He in the he future. wanted me. He wanted to know if he couldn't like reel me back in, like he right. did for the past three years. Exactly. And I'm like, you knew me before. Like you might think that you know me, but you haven't known me since I've been a mother. Like you think I'm gonna do that to my kid? You're fucking tripping. Oh well, I'm like, sure. I obviously don't have a kid, but I'm sure that just changes so much. It's like not you anymore. I was it's terrified. Both of you. I was terrified to talk to him because that's his mo. He comes back. He always comes back. Right. So I right. knew he would come back. It was just like when and where I would be and like what my response would be because right. I was scared. I was like, I'm scared he's going to be able to reel me back in. And I literally, after that conversation, felt so fucking empowered as a mother, as a woman, as like love it. All of that. I was like, fuck you. Like that was like, how 
like, straw. How dare you? <laughs> They're, yeah. like, fist pumping over Yeah, you. they should be. <laughs> I'm like, how dare Seriously. you? Like, he said things like, you don't know how many nights of sleep I've lost. I'm like, I what? hope that you haven't slept at all for You're the like, past two years. Do you know how many nights I haven't slept? Like, if I were you, I wouldn't be able to sleep either. Like, right. you abandoned your child, you fucking weirdo. Right? Like, how can you sleep? Like, yeah. if you can't sleep, that's more terrifying yeah. than if you are True. losing but, sleep. But it seems like he could sleep. He, and he he's slept. just saying. He slept. He's lying. <laughs> he slept. He's been asleep. Like, like, he's not lying. Not only, like, the he's bullshit that he put you through, but, like, do you, I have a newborn, then, you fucker. Then he goes to tell me, <laughs> not even newborn, a two-year-old. Oh, right, 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 right. Then he goes to I tell like, me, I told you not to contact my, um, baby's mom like his first child's mother Mm -hmm. i told you not to contact her you did anyway because you contacted her you tied my hands behind my back i had to make a choice that's what he said i said okay well it's fucking weird for a woman to tell you to choose between your children it's even fucking weirder that you made that choice and now we've been on the phone for about five minutes and you haven't even asked me about your daughter so do you care do you remember that we have a child she actually looks a lot like you and the son that you chose to take care of like she looks a lot are you curious how she like what you know what he said yeah how is she i said she's great he goes how is she doing with coronavirus I said, she's fucking two. What do you mean? It, like, doesn't affect children at all. How is she doing with coronavirus? Are you asking me if she has coronavirus or if she's stressed about this? Because they're both a fucking no. I'm like, she's been going to daycare and living her life the same way that she has been since You're like, actually, she's in the ICU at Children's and she's almost dying from coronavirus no you fucking idiot you're a fucking weirdo you're a fucking weirdo you're a fucking weirdo i forgot to tell you the the like tip like the fucking kicker of the whole thing when i first had her i was trying so hard to get child support Mm -hmm. i went into the office and when i'm in the child support office i find out that he's married to his first baby's mom so after we got our marriage certificate after we got our marriage certificate after he moved me to tacoma and after he told me i don't want to do this anymore and i left he came back from virginia married his first baby's mom then left for for germany so he was telling both of you that he was going to marry you guys obviously what the fuck? And she hates me. I'm like, Is girl, we more both it? got played. Fuck. We both got played. Why are you mad at me? Like, I didn't know that you existed. But that's like, like the typical, like, girls go after girls. Right. Because it's the easier thing to right. do. Right. And he was that's telling me, I told you not to contact her. I contacted her because I was like, our children are siblings. My little brother is the oh, most important true. person in my life. Like, Good I would point. hate for my daughter to not know her sibling. And yeah. she was like, bitch, don't ever fucking contact me. And I'm like, oh. sad. That is sad. Sad. It's not my fault. Right. That he, that he played both, both of, us. of you. Like, if anything, we should be like banding together. Right. Like, what do you mean? Get on the side with a poster that this says "fuck you" in his name. Played us, and the army played us too. If we're being <laughs> real, like, we're, so I can't get I can't get child support because he left the country before she was born, before paternity was established. So I have no. I have two years single mom, no contact, no money, no nothing. Just like totally. Wait, how does that work? <laughs> I've spoken. It's <laughs> so funny, ladies. Taylor's face is just like she's like doing that face where it's like the Sarah Paulson where she's like doing the math. And like, <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't like, make sense, right? I'm and like, anyone I talked uh, to, anyone that I talked to was like, "There's no way." I've literally spoken to like four different attorneys about it, and it's like a gray area. It's like they don't want to go after active duty military for females who might 
get pregnant, not tell the man they're pregnant, and then try to go after them three to five years later when they now owe X amount of dollars. Bitch, have you heard of a sugar daddy? I'm if like, I was trying to get money, it would not be through the military. Thank you. It would be through seeking arrangements. Thank you. And I'm like, this guy's a fucking OnlyFans. This guy's or a OnlyFans. This guy's a moron because I'm like, dude. I have pictures and videos of you guys FaceTiming when she was born. I have pictures and videos of you talk, calling her Good your daughter point. when I was pregnant. I have fucking transactions of you saying for Araya, for our daughter, on Cash App and Venmo and all that shit. Like, if anything, you're a fucking moron. Because the second you step back on U.S. soil, I'm fucking coming for your ass. So he hasn't been back at all. No, he is three, three years minimum, four years max in Germany. And it's been two. So he's coming to So sit. you're getting ready. <laughs> so he comes... I mean... I want to because I know my daughter deserves, like, the benefits that come with him being in the military. True, since she's I, not getting anything else from exactly, him. Exactly. I don't want to because I don't want him to get, like, I don't know how rights work when it comes to, like, child mm. support with people who are in the military. And mm. I don't want him to sweep in after fucking six years of being gone in his fucking military uniform and show up at her school and be the fucking savior oh. of the world and blah, 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 blah. I'm like... You're fucking fucked for like five minutes, dude. You're not dude. even worth it. God, dude. it's sick. It's sick. And he is he full Puerto Rican? He's Puerto half Puerto Rican, half Nicaraguan. Okay, so well, because usually, I mean, we're kind of going away from this with like courts and stuff, but yeah. like usually, I mean, not that it's always great, but sometimes. Um, Filling their glass, I love Fill it. Fill the Chardonnay, please. <laughs> this is why we need a studio. I'm surprised audience. I haven't cried yet. <laughs> um, we're, we're factual. At this but point. I know since we were going to talk about kind of this, anyways, it's like usually it like they're more likely to give the kid to the woman. Yeah. But I was just wondering if you like if he was like a white dude, like would that have changed everything? Because yeah. I mean, when we had one of the security officers from Echo that we had, um, he was. A black man. That bald guy. That was. Yes, yeah, I, I love him. I about. love yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a black man, and his ex wife was a white woman. So he really just like got the shit end of the stick, and yeah. um, had been in their lives. Like from what it sounds like, like was coaching their sports team. Yeah, I remember. You know? I was in there. I think when you guys were talking yeah, about that. Yeah, like the yeah. whole thing, and like pretty much got his kids like taken away from him, or I think it was like he only saw him like three times in a year or something right. crazy and I was just wondering like if but but I mean we're both people of color and he's active duty military so he right. I'm so scared of him right. going in front of a judge because right. judges are so and I've been deployed and mm -hmm. I've been fighting and I've For this been country. blah 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 right and a judge is fucking like all gung-ho about that shit they're like yeah like fucking right. a like you're amazing and I'm right. like but except you're not, because you abandoned your child. Well, because like, even when he gets back, and I go after him for back child support, they have laws that protect active duty military from back child support. And they have up oh. to five years. You can go back, but they have laws that protect these soldiers. So it's like, I'm going to have to fight and prove that he knew about her, that I'm not just coming out of the woodwork four years later, like, you owe me yeah, all this money. Yeah, but do you have text messages Oh yeah. things, pictures? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dumb. like you said, like, everything. Like, the... All the shit child support has it all i'm getting help okay. from the state they're Good. like where's the baby's dad i'm like you tell me been looking for him for yeah. a hot minute yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. i he's probably on a u.s base he's, it's not he's like probably he's fucking somebody tricking them just dude, like he tricked me probably so this is i have so one of his friends that i met we actually ended up getting really close she ended up 
she was in the military as well and then she ended up leaving military but she like married one of the sergeants in the military and they got stationed in germany as well mm. and she messaged me saying that she ran into him at like the co-op one oh, day shut like up. maybe a few months ago and she said that she ran into him and he was with some like big white girl a his first baby's mom is not white mm. so and he's married so obviously he was not with his wife oh but they were I holding see, hands and doing all of that mm -hmm. and sure she said were. she went up to him and was like oh so how's your daughter how's your daughter doing how's your daughter what did he say and he said oh growing up so fast and then walked away ew <laughs> like oh my god did you steal that from a parenting magazine I was like, like is she growing fuck? up fast so then my mind is like do you like stalk me and like look at her pictures or do you just like oh. keep it out of sight out of mind or like interesting how do you continue with this like non-existence like how does your soul let you right continue with this non-existence like my kid is like beyond right amazing yeah right? and it's like you're fucking an idiot and yeah. weird because but now you have this little great sassy two-year-old oh my god <laughs> this morning she threw a 30-minute fit because she couldn't wear her purple slipper boot slippers to school like threw herself on the ground like full out like <gasps> Like, can I wear my boots slippers? She was crying. They're purple, sparkly, really thick, really fluffy. Oh, you're like high. I'm like going to overheat. Yeah, no. And then they're going to be like, "What did your mother send you to school in?" And I'm like, "It's it's just like it's her and It's just like time to go now. You know what I did? I just disengage. Dude, working on a psych unit is probably going to help you so much. I was in ASD the yesterday, so as soon as I was, like, working with her, I'm like, mm, first shoes, <laughs> then Paw Patrol. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I can't. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to. People like, are going to be like, I don't get it. Way. Yeah. <laughs> first them language, man. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So one thing I do want to talk to you about is I feel like you have been such a good advocate for our kids of color on our unit. Yeah. Especially, well, I and mean, we always have to be careful what we say because we're under weird contracts. But, right. I mean, Children's has came out and said, we have an issue, like mm -hmm. the rest of America. Mm -hmm. Okay, step one, admitting you have a problem. Um, but I think... We're probably one of like the better places but if you just keep saying like this is a better place like we don't need to do any work because people need to catch up then yeah that's when you start like pointing fingers at you know like it's not our problem it's their problem and it's like no it's everybody's problem and I feel like we've done a pretty good job at that we could always do so much better but I feel like you like I mean, I talk about it on the podcast sometimes that, like, we restrain kids because we can't have them hurting themselves or right. others or whatever that may look like. And I feel like you have, you, like, especially, like, the black girls on our unit, you, like, I've seen you, like, bond with them. And I feel like they can look up to you because they don't see a lot of people like you in, like, our unit or in professions or whatever. And I just think that you've just done such an amazing job with that and you like make it a conscious effort every time you go to work so how do you feel about everything that's like going on and stuff and like well with so work and this is like the first time I've worked for like a big corporation like yes. I mean like I've worked in like lots of restaurants and you get a lot of like 
racial shit in restaurants, like dudes trying to fist pound me when after I take their order, which Ew. I don't try to do with other people, <laughs> or being asked if I'm like an elevator God. attendant while I'm standing outside of the elevator, simply trying to go to my car in a regular <laughs> oh outfit, God. like just I I was in downtown Bellevue, so I've had that kind of shit, but right. I've never like worked in a big corporation where I could actually be like like notice the like just the systemic racism mm -hmm. and the microaggressions that right. just happen like I've heard of them I've had them happen in like different situations it's like little things as like you know looking at children of color like they're automatically a weapon or dangerous I don't know how many kids of color we've had on the unit that they deem as like some of the most dangerous patients who have never tried to right. assault anybody on our unit. Interesting. I feel like you would probably just notice it more than me. Very much. Because I think it's every your single life. Every single uh, patient of color that we have comes in as either needing a one-to-one -one staff or being seen as extremely aggressive on our like mm. on our how we right. label them. Right. right. Or like they were brought well, in by and the I police. also and I also wonder, um, like Dr. Ramasamy. Mm -hmm. I can, he's fine if I see his name, but Dr. Ramasamy sent out that email um, when one of our coworkers asked a lot of questions and he answered a lot of them. And a lot of the things that he was saying is like, we diagnose black kids or kids of color, mm -hmm. higher rates for like conduct disorder and oppositional yep. defiant disorder, yep. which those are known as like the most difficult kids. Conduct disorder is like, you have to be diagnosed with conduct disorder in order to be diagnosed as antisocial personality disorder as an adult, which yeah. is a psychopath. Yeah. And I'm like, kids come in with conduct disorder, and I'm like, this is not conduct disorder. Right, and they're aggressive, the and they're mad, and it's like, no shit. You have right. all of these people who look nothing like you trying to they tell really you don't trust this us. is what you need to do in order to blah, blah. And I've had one of our patients of color say, it's really hard when all of these people try to act like they know where I'm coming from and they don't even look like me. True. Like, like, we have no idea, you know? Like, it's, and, and that doesn't, like, that doesn't, like, downplay, like, the people that we work with. I think we work with amazing people. I think that we the do. people that we work with, most of them have our patients, like, you know, best interest in mind. I just think Very that true. when something's not brought to your hindsight or it's not something that you have to pay attention to every day, right. then it's not something that you're gonna pay attention right. to. Right, well, and it's like, I mean, there's like obvious things, like you don't say the N-word, you, you know, you don't, like we're like, oh, I don't see the N-word, so I'm not racist. And it's like, that's not true. Like, yeah. I'm sure I say, I'm, I know I, I've been, when I go to the protests and I found out that like criminal, was a word that has been associated with black people i had no fucking idea yeah and someone was like hey like careful with that word criminal and yeah. i was like wait why yeah. and like i didn't know and then you learn and you're like i feel so fucking dumb but like luckily i was there said the word around people that were like let me educate you yeah and now i'm like if it comes out of my mouth i like i'm like oh sorry new word like replace it or like i am constantly Conscious processing of it now, right? but like you have to and I did an episode about this about it's been really uncomfortable for white people to talk about racism and I'm like it is uncomfortable because you're going to say something dumb as fuck mm -hmm. and all you have to do is like be able to receive feedback and change yeah and be and realize but I think a lot of people are just so afraid to like do anything or say anything or they think that like like we talked about before 
I'm not the problem. Right. Or they get so defensive. That yes. They're like, That's not what I meant. And blah. Yeah. I just got like into a Gil. very, very big argument with like some of my best friends of 15 years plus. Mm-hmm. And I sent a video of my daughter just acting wild <laughs> in, a, in a restaurant. And I'm like, they said, you know, take your kids to a restaurant, right? Like, <laughs> wrong. Like, one of my friends responded and said, wow, she's a whole riot. And it was right in the middle of, like, all of mm-hmm. the protests that are happening in Seattle and all right. that stuff. And I, like, was like, oh, I do not like how that sounded. You're like, like don't Please say don't that call word. my daughter a riot. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's, that is connecting, um, like, bad things right. to my child. Like, yes. looting and yeah, fires and, and, like, negative protesting and, like, unpeaceful things like that word especially right now is just not yeah can you one that i want you to use can you use a different daughter. word right like, like i'm like she is already a black girl growing up right now like i don't need any more negative connotations coming from her especially right. from one of our best friends and so i said you know she doesn't need to hear it either you should watch what you say it was in a snapchat group chat mm-hmm. and i was like hey like i don't appreciate you using that word you should think about what you say before you say it mm-hmm. and this is my best friend of 15 years and she left our group chat the one that we've had for like seven years dude that's like and then all my other friends feedback all my other friends just went in on me like you know she didn't mean that that's not what it's about you have no right to feel like that blah 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 blah. and i'm like damn like five of my best friends who i've been friends with for over 10 years are telling me that i'm not allowed to feel the way that i'm feeling when they don't know like did i overreact maybe a little bit but i'm a little hypersensitive with what's going on in the world like As i'm you, noticing every that single is typical. thing now that's like expected and i'm like if this wasn't about race and you just like hurt my feelings in a different aspect you would probably just be like i'm sorry i didn't mean to hurt your feelings and move well, that, on that's right? what i'm saying is like why can't you just be like whoa, I'm sorry, can you explain to me why that was bad? Because I think that when we don't get things explained to us, you're like, well, I'm not going to follow that rule. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, ah. But it's like, just be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I upset you. Why was that so upsetting? I I didn't know. Right. And, like, please educate me. And it was just such an opposite reaction, and I was just like, damn, like, I... And she just had a baby, too. Mm -hmm. And she is married to a very wealthy man who has very strong beliefs Mm -hmm. that's on the Republican Trump side of things. Gotcha. And so I'm like, I can't even realistically raise my daughter around your child if you can't even have a conversation with me about something like this, right? And let's not even, I mean, her child is going to have similar viewpoints as their parents. Yeah, right. And yes, this is like, yeah, they'll grow up together, they'll do their thing, and then it's like what it was in whatever fucking year when Mm. oh now black and white kids are friends and now white people grow up and you're telling your black friends what to do and it's like you're working for them it's like it's like i feel like i'm like teaching my daughter that like we are strong in who we are unless you have a certain amount of money and then we'll like cower Mm. and i'm like i'm never gonna teach my Mm. daughter that and i've had so many conversations with her husband that i just like put out because I'm like not I don't want to like have that fight because I know that it'll end our friendship and this last conversation this last thing is like I am a black woman and a role model to my daughter who is going to grow up and be a black woman Mm -hmm. I do not want her to think that we are that we are you know confident in who we are unless you have a certain amount of money 
Right, and then you and can so, be taken advantage of, and then you shut right. up, and, you and don't then you use stop. Your voice. And then, right, no, thank you. That's not what we're about. It's independent women raising independent, strong black fucking women. Not it. what we're about. I love not what we're it. fucking about. I love it. Well, that's where a lot of people get their power from. Well, one, their whiteness, but two, their money. Going back to that email where they sent us, and they said, you know, mm-hmm. they they gave like the um, the numbers of like the people of color on our unit versus like in the hospital, and it was like twenty eight, like more psych kids of color people of like color. a staff a, oh staff staff. Staff, staff staff so it was like 28.92 percent um staff on the pbmu are of color out of like 32 percent in the hospital so Wait, does that 28 percent mean just not white correct oh i was like we definitely don't have 28 percent on the unit black people right? on our unit right but out of 31 in the hospital and people are like, that's shocking, that's shocking. I'm like, is it? Not really. Minorities are the ones that deal with fucking the most, like, mental illness and, like, the most fucked up shit. Like, minorities, right? right so, right. usually people that come to psych come here because of, like, personal experience. So, it's not that surprising that a lot of minorities come to psych. Right. That's it, not it, shocking. Exactly. Me, well, another thing that we were talking about during the protest, too, a lot of, like, the speakers were talking about was, you know people of color especially black people because they've been through so much shit like they would want to work in mental health yeah but i'm like okay so is it you know we don't have enough people that are applying that are people of color Mm -hmm. or are there just not that many people of color getting because we have to have a college degree to work on there's not enough resources and i don't think there is yeah there's not we need more black therapists more black psychiatrists Mm -hmm. more black social workers Mm -hmm. more black Everything, And that's the reason that I make it a point to, like, check in. Like, I might not be working with those kids that day, Mm -hmm. but I make it a point to, like, go around the unit and just check in with the kids that I know, like, see me as something they've never seen before. So I can be like, hey, like, this is a possibility. Like, I don't, I grew up in not a good, like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, working against this statistic right now, which, like, so many people aren't. Like, I'm a single mom with a college degree, Mm -hmm. and I have, like, a decently good job, and I'm working against the statistics. So I feel like when they, when kids of color see me, they are shocked at first, kind of. Like, I always get this look that's kind of, like, Oh. Oh. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like, okay. Yeah. You know, you like, like that me. Kinda, I see myself right. in you. Like, that they, can they be They probably thing. trust you more because they don't trust healthcare workers. It usually starts with my hair. Like, oh my God, I, I love your hair. Uh, that's probably what they notice. They're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I've never, we've never had a black girl in the unit that hasn't commented on my hair. Because they're never. just like, yes. Because when Someone you Someone who understands. <laughs> and when you come from a home that's like broken, like, taking care of your hair is like the last... Right. thing that you right. think about right and, and no also how to do it. also like doing hair is so strong in like the black culture mm-hmm. that like that's one of the first things that as a black person that you notice about like right. as a black woman mm-hmm. that you notice about other black women is, right like, their hair right and i've honestly like i'm mixed race i've been hated on a lot by like when I was younger, especially by like full black women, mm-hmm. because of my hair, because of like the shade of my skin, or like so even like because you're like a because you're not like I'm well, a light you're not skin. All, all them. Yeah. Um, one of our patients actually who is from Africa 
was telling me about that, how, like, his tribe was, like, the dark tribe, yep. dark-skinned tribe, and then yep. there's, like, the light-skinned tribe. So even in, like, Africa, the yep. light-skinned people were, like, the, oh, you're light-skinned, rich... Because we're closest white, to the no whites. Whites. We're closest to the whites. But That's isn't why. that so... That was shocking to me, that, like, even in Africa... Yeah. The tribes think like yeah. that. But then as a mixed race person, you try to hang out with white people and they call you the N-word. And <gasps> you try to hang out with full black people and you're not black enough. So it's like a whole nother like... Right, you don't It's fit. a whole nother realm. But in the same breath, it's also like a whole nother like privilege. Because right. I know that because I have a college degree mm-hmm. and because I know how to talk properly and because I can like sit straight and like use a proper language that I have a better opportunity than a dark skinned black person because they can also still mark their their box that says that they are equitable and that they you know it's a multicultural company because I mark my black African American box right oh so it's like I can sit at the front desk and smile and look like really nice and talk super super educated but I'm because I'm not full and I'm closest to white but they can still mark their box and get their taxes interesting oh yeah and that's my privilege and I know that right and it's like if I can get past the like the application phase because my name is Shakia normally they're just like fuck that right (laughs) like if I can get past that point then normally they're like oh Right. Well, you know what I found out recently that I'm really embarrassed about, but I'm going to just say it anyways. Please. I'm reading Hood Feminism. Okay. And that's why I've been doing a lot of research on this. Mm-hmm. I did not know that black women hate feminism because it only, like, pertains to white women. Yeah, I mean. I No, I, I'm so embarrassed that I never knew this. It's such, like, a a whole nother, like aspect of being a black woman like yes like you're so pretty for a black girl or like you're super exotic what are you mixed with Mm. what are you i use that when i gotta stop using that one what are you right but it's like to me exotic sounds like like when i think of exotic i think of like tigers and lions so am i an animal to you Mm. or are you just curious because you've never seen someone that looks like me before right because there's two different ways to like phrase a question like that right right and one way is like not okay right and one way is like i'm sincerely like think that you're a beautiful human right and i'm curious what is put together to make such Mm. a beautiful human right like i'm mixed race but i have freckles Mm -hmm. a face full of freckles yeah i've had (laughs) i love your freckles I've, (laughs) i've had a white dude say oh your freckles that must be from your white side and I'm like, actually, it's not. It's actually from my great great aunt on my black on my dad's side who right. is black. I right. look exactly like my great great aunt who had a face full of freckles who is 100% black. So you're gotcha. ignorant yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it's like actually yeah. not the case. Yeah, because they haven't seen one. No. Yeah. Right. And so I I do I get that a lot from men too where they're just like wow like you're just very exotic or you just look different or you're like your hair is so nice or because blah 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 i always so when people ask me like what my type is Mm -hmm. i always say so i'm like i kind of date everyone feel that i'm like i don't really like if i i'm way more of a personality girl Mm -hmm. and like what you do with your life Mm -hmm. and i feel like like my friends are always think that i date like guys that way are way uglier than me (laughs) and it's like because I but sometimes I don't but it's just like 
what is your personality? Like, did we click? All the things. Right. But, like, if I had to say what my type was, it's, like, the I can't tell what race you are type. And I don't know yeah. what that... It, it, I've dated, mystery. I've dated, like, a half Chinese, half Russian. Because yeah. I'm, like, he kind of looks Samoan. Like, whatever it is, like, I like, half black, like, half whatever. And, like, a mix of things that, like, you don't look... I mean, I date full black, I date full Asian, I date full white, but it's, like, in the middle of, like, ooh, you have, like, a bunch of things. I don't know why. I'm just attracted to it. So, you like, know what do I call that? You know what's super interesting to me is I don't get many white men that are attracted to me. What I, so my, like, best friend that I grew up with, like, my sister, mm-hmm. she's from Africa, she's black. Mm-hmm. She dates white guys. And she dates a lot of white guys who are, like, oh, my God, I've never dated a black girl before. Like, that Is kind it kind of, kinda like, guy. fetishized? Yeah. And yes. I don't fit that fetish because, because you're I'm not, not dark black enough. enough. Exactly. Yeah. So to be honest, I've never like I've had maybe a handful of white guys that like are like interested yeah. in me. Like a handful. Right. Like, so what is your type then? I I'd like you. I don't really have one. I'm yeah. like I'm pretty open. I like people that like me, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been like sexually I've only been with like one or two white, two white men ever. Okay. It's mostly mixed race is what okay. I like the most. So we're going to go after the same guys is what you're telling me. I mean, but <laughs> we might. <laughs> Another big thing, too, is, like, mixed race guys, if their mom is white, they usually aren't interested in me. And it goes oh. back to, like, just being, like, interested in who. And, and it just goes back to a lot, like, realistically, which it sucks to say, but, like, realistically, a lot of mixed-race guys are raised by, like, single white moms. Like, a lot of True. And so they're absolutely want nothing to do with me. True, though. Like, they don't know about black culture. They don't know about... Right. And so they... Like the moms they really like get into mom, that. like, the mom took care of them, and blah, 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 blah. So, mm. you know, it's, like, not... Yeah. Interesting. But, like, my sister, who's, like, African, she, like, has white dudes who have never been... Fall in love with her. Like, right. daily. One of my friends just married... He's white. And daily. He just married a black daily. girl. Daily. Yeah. Right? So, it's, like, it's it's very... But I, I feel like you see it less. Like, you see, like, the interracial thing. Like, you usually see, like, black guys with white girls. Yeah. But you don't see it the opposite. Yeah. And girls... My sister has told me, like, white girls, they do not like that. Like, she's had some really horrible things said to her when she's, like, out with white guys. Like, oh, oh look, it's a monkey climbing a tree. And, like, <gasps> shit like that. Seriously. Bro, if I could tell you the things that people have actually Bro. said that come out of, like, humans' mouths, I'm like, what? You're like, what? one, can you just keep that shit to yourself and Can wait for your latte so in the goddamn you. corner? Yeah, bye. Like... Don't be spreading that negativity around me. When I worked at, I worked at Kmart when I was 17, and I had this woman who, like, wanted to, it was just dumb shit, like, wanted to return something that wasn't returnable, and blah, 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 I'm, like, arguing with this woman about it. I'm like, just go to customer service. She goes, (laughs) with a name like that, I should have known, ghetto. (gasps) I'm like... Cool. A, I have like no choice over my name. Like, it was given to me by my white mom, so I don't know what. Like you have no idea the things. It's no, I like, literally don't. You just, you just, and the saddest part is that you just start to become so numb to it, and you just start to be like, like it just doesn't phase you, Do you anymore. Ever feel, this might be a weird question. Please. Do you ever feel weird when you're in public, like people are staring yeah. at you? Mm-hmm. Or if I like walk into a space and I'm the only one that looks like me, it's like. <laughs> 
you so guys it's like, like you're you have to constantly <laughs> think about it. Yeah, always. Well, and now with always. this whole protest thing, yeah, like I don't even trust white people. I don't go to protest because I'm scared. I know myself, and I'm just I'm a single mom, and I just can't. Right. Like I can't put myself in that situation. I know how I it's am, fine. and I like get very like passionate, and I will get arrested. Right. Like, I just know that. I'm mm-hmm. brown. I'm loud. Yeah. I'm passionate. I'll get arrested. Yeah. So I can't even go, which is horrible. I know. And it makes me feel like shit. But at the same time, I'm like, that's part of that's part of this. Like, right. we all don't get to do that. Right. Well, I think it's been really cool with the protests, and everyone has their own opinions. Right. But to see, I mean, Seattle's only 4% black anyways, but <laughs> to see how many white people are actually showing up, and everyone's like, and Asians, and, you know. It's dope. Ev- everyone. When it all first started and I'm like scrolling through and I see all these people, I'm like getting emotional because I'm like, yes. this is cool shit. Like we're making civil rights history right, right now. History. Right. Civil rights history. Right. Like we haven't done that shit since Martin Luther King. Like right. that was such a long time ago. Not really, but long enough that it's like, Too damn, long, actually. we're just now again, like making a move in civil rights right. history. Like that's fucking cool shit. Right. I showed up on the unit and I'm like, do you guys know how cool it is? We're like making civil rights right. history. Right. Like the shit's cool. I think it's so awesome. Like I know there's a lot of bad things that happen and that seems to be what everyone focuses on. Like, right. Oh, the looters, the rioting. And it's like, you know, I think about it like our kids on the unit. Right. And it's like, their needs have not been met, which is why you could fucking say we've had riot on riots on our unit. Yeah. They do similar things to people that riot, yeah. right? Because they're not being taken care of. Yeah. Because it's like, can you imagine being 15 years old? Mm-hmm. There is a racial war happening Se- in the world. Though, there is a pandemic happening. You have now been admitted to a involuntary psych Mm -hmm. unit Mm -hmm. you don't want to be there and you're Mm -hmm. there and you're a person of color right and they give you johnson's baby shampoo (laughs) and some conditioner that has a label that no one's ever heard of (laughs) and a fucking fine tooth comb that wouldn't be able to comb through your arm hairs (laughs) and they tell you go take a shower like i would fuck people up too but this is the thing though is like i don't think that white people understand. Yeah, because it's not like on their when radar. You it's say, the whole thing. But when you say that, they think, who cares? Because we can use any shampoo, right? Mm-hmm. So they think, why the fuck are you bitching about shampoo? Right. Like, why are you bitching about a comb? Like, who cares? You're going to be there for five days or, like, whatever. Like, they don't understand. All it would take is five days of Johnson's baby shampoo and a fine-tooth comb for me to have a full head of dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm only mixed race. So let's not talk about our African kids yeah. that are there. We need to all realize that it's ingrained in us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... And I think this is the whole big Even thing. Even me. It's ingrained in me. Yes. Like... I grew up in a white family. Um, did I have black friends? Okay, this is not a black friend card. <laughs> yeah, this is not a black friend card. Did I have black friends, Asian friends, Mexican friends? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I was around black culture. Right. This doesn't mean that I was around Asian culture. And also, like, this isn't... It, it's ingrained in us, but it, this is not about specific people being racist. This whole movement is about racist systems. Right. Do the people specifically that are racist can go burn in hell yes absolutely but this is about changing everything part of that is like 
our ignorance that we have grown up for. Like I called my mom and I was like, mom, I am 25 years old. How did I never, like I am an activist in multiple areas. How did I not think about this more? Yeah. And like, it's like white guilt. Yeah. Like I feel guilty. Like talking about the patients on the unit and stuff? No, just like. Just everything. Yes, but just everything. Yeah. Like how, like I, I'm huge into, I always say, I love trafficking. I'm huge into trafficking. <laughs> Anti-trafficking. Right. Um, but it's like, and I knew that, you know, black women have higher rates of trafficking and all these things, but it's like, I didn't really fully understand why. Yeah. And for someone that has spent years trying to combat this industry and not really grasp that aspect of it, like, I felt stupid. I felt fucking dumb. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And that's why I've been just reading hella books and, like, listening to podcasts and doing these things because I've been finding out things that I'm like, this is just so embarrassing. Well, it's like black people in the system, period, right? Like, black men in the prison system, like, birth. If you talk, if you look at birthing with black women. No, four times higher rate. And I'm a black woman. Right. Like, I'm in, you know, that and it costs. And they think your pain is higher. What it costs, like, five to $8,000 more for a C-section. And, like, 80% of women of color are on state funding. Right. So it's not that crazy mm-hmm. that majority of black women, while majority of black women are on state funding, right. need a procedure that costs $10,000 more right. than a normal procedure. Like, that's it's, so weird. there's just it's just so many things. It's just it's it, like you could literally so come many at things. it. It's so many things. So many. So another question I had, and I heard someone talking about this, and I don't really know all about it. And I've done a little research, but how do you feel about white people adopting black kids? I didn't know this was a thing either. I'm learning a lot this year. 2020 yeah. is a year for learning. It's um, it's. It's hard. That's a super, super hard topic because I I don't think that people are in the wrong for wanting to help mm-hmm. um, populations that are underprivileged. I don't think that's wrong. I think that it's wrong to disregard couples of color who want to adopt, which happens a lot. What do you... Like, couples of color are way further down the list than, like, a family of white people. So say that there's a family of white people... Oh, I see. And a a couple, like, a couple of, like, two, like, lesbian black women. Mm -hmm. And they're both trying to go for the same black child. Majority is that they're going to go to the more wealthy... Right. Because they can pay more, right? They can... I didn't think about it like that. But there's a lot that goes into raising a child of color. Well, it's also, like... This is how I feel about adoption anyways. But it's, like... And raising a kid. Don't get me into adoption. I have an older sister who was put up for adoption who we just met. Really? Okay. But finish what you're saying. Um, Well, because I've always wanted to have two of my own and adopt two. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, I've never, I haven't really, I haven't said like, oh, I'm going to adopt a black kid or I'm going to adopt a, you know, Chinese girl or whatever. Like, I've never said that. I feel like in my line of work, they will come to me. Right. And I will feel a connection with them, like no matter what, who they are. But I feel like my issue with adoption is that people are not prepared to adopt kids. In the fact that, yes, you have money and you're ready for a child. Correct. But you're not ready for Correct. an adopted child. Correct. 
and you're not ready for, I don't even care if you're white and the kid's black or if you're white and you're Asian and the kid's what Puerto Rican, like whatever. Like if they're not, they need something to bring them back to their culture, their base, their heritage, their all the things. And I feel like people don't realize that enough. Whereas like, if you need, if you adopt a child, like you need to adhere to them and like what is going to make them feel included, not what's going to make you feel included. And I feel like people don't really understand that or they don't get educated on it. And that's like where I stand with it. It's like, if, like, please adopt children. Please adopt children of right. color. But don't do right. it before you educate yourself on how to take care of them. But also right? don't do it just because... Just because you're a white family and now you've adopted this... And now you're white savior complex. Like, yes. no thank Like, you. don't do it just because the kid's black. Right. Like, if you go to Africa on whatever and you fall in love with this kid, yes. Take them home. Adopt that kid. Please. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, I need to pee. Okay. <laughs> okay, where did we leave off? Adopted sister. I don't know if that's where we left off. I think that was right starting. about where we were at. But that's where we're starting. Anyway, okay, so you start. No, tell me the story. Okay. So, my whole life I've known that I have an older sister. Okay. My mom has always made that known, that I have an older sister. She named her Alyssa after Alyssa Milano, because my mom loved Alyssa Milano. Okay. And so she named her after her. I'm not lying, it's true. Alyssa Milano. <laughs> I'm so, like, maybe six, how old am I? 28, maybe, like, eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, my mom called me. I was, like, laying in bed with my ex-boyfriend. Like, I don't have time for her right now. Just, like, don't want to talk to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> ignored it. She called again. I ignored it again. She called a third time. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, someone's dead. So I answered, and she goes, I think I found your sister. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like... Alyssa, like, I found your sister. And like I said, like, her birthday is five days before mine, so I've always known about her. I've always known that I had an older sister. When I was 19, I, like, had just discovered, like, my family, like, my dad's, Mm -hmm. my dad and my dad's side of the family. And, like, I went out to Arkansas and I met all of them, and I remember thinking, like, all I need now is to, like, know who my sister is, and then I'll be, like, complete with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So she found us. My mom said, I think I found your sister. And I said, what do you mean? And um, my sister had messaged. She sent my mom a message and said, I know this might sound crazy, but did you perhaps give a baby up for adoption in 1980, yeah. whatever the fuck yeah. year it was? Like 89, I think? 87. Did you give a baby up for adoption in 1987? Because I think it's my friend. Like she came about it like as if, it was her friend that was trying to find someone. And so my mom instantly was like, yes, I like and gave her all the information. And my mom wrote her a letter and made her a blanket while she was pregnant. And um, she had the blanket and the letter. And so they knew like instantly like it Way was her. you. Yeah, like it was her. And my mom was sexually assaulted when she was 19 and she grew up Mormon. And so she was sexually assaulted, and my grandma didn't believe her and thought that she just had, like, unwedded sex and had this baby. And so they gave her up for adoption through a Mormon, like, adoption line or whatever. And my sister is one of six in an adopted family. Okay. And she's the only one who had any interest of finding her adopted like her birth family. oh interesting out of six I kids about that. yeah out of six mm-hmm. kids she's the only one that was like interested 
in finding her adoptive family and Mm -hmm. she did a podcast about what it's like to be adopted and she talked about all of it so cool it's it's really cool to see like the other side of it i think like so she talked about it all and then so my mom first found out about her she it was a closed adoption so there's nothing that we could have done to find her unless she wanted to find my mom so she found my mom she told her a year before she found so she'd been looking for us for eight years and a year before she found my mom how'd she find her they just changed a law where children who were adopted have access to their original birth certificates and so she got my mom's oh. name off of, off of the original birth certificate, and it's a really normal name. But since she was LDS, which is Latter-day Saint, which is Mormon, she was able to connect it to, like, because she was adopted to a Latter-day Saint family. She was able to connect it. They have, like, directories going right. from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So she was able to, like, put the names together, and she found the name of my great-grandma, Lova, who my daughter is named after as mm-hmm. well. Um, and so she used that name in Facebook and found a picture that my mom had posted when my great-grandma passed away that had her name in it. Oh my gosh. Because her name was Lova Whitaker. And she found that name and that's how she like dated it to us. Which is like... Oh my gosh. She'd been looking for eight years. Yes. And so my mom told me and I waited a little bit before I contacted her even though like I had always been like thirsting and like thriving to know her. Right. As long as I can remember. And I, like, contacted her maybe two weeks after my mom found out. And I was like, hey, like, I know this is probably really crazy for you. Mm -hmm. But I just want you to know, like, I've known about you my whole life. I've always wanted to know who you are. So cool. I'm like, I've always wanted to find you. And, like, if you're ready for it, I would love to have a relationship with you. And she actually told us that, like, while she was looking for my mom, uh, like, company or, like, a TV show from TLC contacted her, like, and was like, hey, we see that you're trying to find your birth family. We're, like, doing a TV show about, like, finding your birth family. Like, would you be interested? And she said no. But she didn't want it to be, like, filmed or anything. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this is just my thing. I don't. Yeah. So then she actually found us on her own, and she responded to me and was like, "I'm more than open to Mm -hmm. like having a relationship with you." And then she, like, my grandma and my uncles, they all live like less than three miles from her in Utah, where she's at. So. And so it's like the whole time in her life, like, she has lived so close to like her birth family. And um, I've always, like, I remember in high school a lot, people, I would, like, I rode the bus a lot in high school, and people would be like, you look so familiar, I feel like I know you, and she actually went to college in high school here in Washington State, so I'm like, maybe it was her. Yeah. And then when I did find contact with her, it was like, she does the same type of work that I do, so she works with, like, at-risk girls who, and that's, like, exactly what I do. Right. It good for her dude that is so crazy oh my gosh yeah especially like she got pregnant with her first child and was like contacting my mom a lot about just like pregnancy because it's so genetic so genetic so genetic you don't know she's like like, i have nothing to go off of she was she has she has has three babies now her first two kids she had um diabetes with them my mom Mm, had that as well gestational diabetes yeah with my older or with my younger brother and with her not with me gotcha yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's like all those things that you don't think about. Yeah. But it's like that's so what genetic and it's it? so connected with yes. birth. Yes. Like seriously. You know. And I think that like my mom has never gotten over. So my mom was sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. like literally picked up off the side of the road, raped and dropped back off. And then a month later she found out she was pregnant and she just automatically connected the trauma with right. the pregnancy. And um, so she wrote my older sister a letter, like, explaining the reason Mm -hmm. that she couldn't keep her. Because my mom has always said, like, I gave birth to her and I helped her and she just didn't feel like she belonged to me. And um, luckily, her adoptive parents kept that stuff and gave it to her on her 18th birthday. And that's when she started trying to find us. Mm -hmm. And so she had all of these things. And then... So she found us about six years ago. Maybe three years later, she found her birth father, mm-hmm. who has a family and children of his own. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, like, it's not the person that, like, abused my mom. Like, Interesting. She... How did she find out that? How did she find her birth Just, father? Well, cause so she found her birth father, but how did she know it wasn't the same? Because she asked my mom about him, and my mom knew who he was. And oh. my mom was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize that. So this whole time, she thought... She had a baby from this horrible experience when really the trauma just blocked her from remembering or thinking, like, that it was a consensual thing that she had with somebody a few weeks before that happened. Right. Like, and so just now, like, I can't even imagine how my mom feels. Seriously. Like, 30 years later, being like, oh, shit. I gave this child up for adoption because they didn't feel like they belonged to me, and I was like abused and that's how this child came about but it really wasn't that it was like do you think your mom would have kept her i don't know well now i bet you your mom's my mom's a mess and i think that my mom has used me as like her kind Mm -hmm. of and we have a really shitty relationship and it's probably because of that right like it's just not ideal Mm -hmm. and I think when she found that out a lot of people were like what the fuck how did you not think of that yeah I'm like shut the fuck it's like yeah that's coming from someone who's never experienced trauma exactly (laughs) exactly it's not your fault like it makes sense fuck out of here you do after you're fucking picked up off the side of the road and raped are you like let me just write down everyone who i've had sex with the past month yeah so i can try to figure out like sorry i'm so excited no you're like i'm in trauma and i'm like (laughs) this is what it is so now i'm my mindset is like thinking of this man who has this 20 31 year old woman be like hey yeah your kid and he has like three other daughters and he had no idea no idea because she didn't know yeah Dude, so crazy. Crazy. Can you imagine, like, you no. just have a kid walk up and you're like, you're my father. By the way, I belong to you. LOL. No. That's a disadvantage of being a man. Right? I had this. I found um, one. My, my mom's friend, my mom's <laughs> friend always told me you can pick and choose your dads, mm-hmm. but you can never choose who your mom is. I'm like, hmm. Fair. Interesting. Oh, well, I'm interested to hear what happens when you do meet her you'll have to keep us updated yeah um do you want to talk about sex yes (laughs) always okay always i'm gonna let's re get shit if we need it i'm gonna pull up a different thing since i'm probably gonna make this two episodes cool okay
everything sex. 